0: This episode of the On the Radar podcast is brought to you by Laserlight Recording Studio in Waterville, Ohio. The world is calling. Pick it up. I, I could be mouthwash
1: wrong. Mouthwash is just a liqueur. It's just,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I Voders, probably would have drank it if I would have known it was. High I'll water. take a vodka
1: mouthwash. Please.
0: <laughs> have good mm. breath and get drunk. Dang, it's not so a bad. It's it's minty. Minty. Not a bad. A person can also get drunk from mouthwash. One of the most commonly abused brands of mouthwash is Listerine. Listerine is 26.9% alcohol, 54 proof. Which is higher alcohol content than most beer, wine, and even some liqueurs.
2: I had no idea it was that high. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Anyway. We're rolling. We're
0: capturing all of this. This is all the part. Oh, we're good. We're good. (laughs) Okay, cool. We'll start start it there. (laughs) In three. I'll still use this for somehow. Three, two, one. Welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. This is the podcast that features interviews, music, and studio performances with acts coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod. Back again, recording in one of our lovely studios, this time in Toledo, Ohio, with Mr. Pat Sheckett. Pat, thank you so much, as always, for hosting. You're a gorgeous man. Thank you for uh, hosting us this again. How are, how are you? How are things? Uh, I'm very good, man. Good thank you for asking. Good. Yeah. I'm glad, glad you survived the Rona. Or surviving the Rona, because it's still constantly going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So good. I'm glad. And uh, one of these great great acts uh, we've had that they have also surviving the Rona. And I feel like it's just like the overarching 2020 surviving the Rona. I can't wait for like the book and the TV movie. On Hallmark, for some reason, uh, of all of that, uh, is a Violent Bloom three-piece uh, chamber pop group uh, from right here in Toledo, Ohio. They've been doing phenomenal things. It's always fun to get an act that is not necessarily a quote-unquote heavier group. Uh, don't get me wrong. There is lots of great music in the heavier genre. We've, we feature so many of that. But, like, it's always nice to show, like, you know, we're not just a heavy music podcast we 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 span all genres so we're very excited to have you three uh wonderful people and how are you how are things
2: well i'm not i'm not sure i'm surviving
0: no you're not surviving the rona no no
2: but you know reborn maybe i don't know it's really weird time's weird now yeah it's like some new entirely kind of existence it's it's so uh, here we are yes and i don't know what to call it but
0: it's, yeah we're currently in it we'll we'll touch on all of it i'm sure we're gonna I'm touch sure. we're
2: gonna touch it we're gonna feel it we're
0: gonna <laughs> get all up in great. it i'm already i'm it's already gonna, gonna like great. this all already yep. go around the room and uh, so that's how i am introduce yourself and tell us what you do in the band Chris. my
2: name is kate and in the band i play the drums first and foremost and then i play the keys and then i sing um yeah and kelly and i switch back and forth we both are the songwriters and we both Individually write songs and then switch back and forth and drum to each other songs. So yeah, that's the intro of Kate <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, I'm Kelly. I play the piano
1: first and foremost and the drums after that and then after that I also sing and write songs um, But Kate's right. So, you know, we're gonna play uh, We're each gonna play two songs this evening, I think um, so You'll see the difference when we do our songwriting. You know, one of us will be on the piano, one on the drums, and usually, you know, whoever's on the piano wrote the song. Um, so that's part of, I mean, part of our band
3: dynamic, too. So,
0: Mr. Swagged Out over here, the, the, the coolness factor, bringing down the temperature in the room. Mr. Uh, go and introduce yourself. Uh,
3: my name is Mr. Cool Ice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to introduce yourself because that's rude of me. <laughs> for the listeners,
3: Mr. Ice to you. My name's John. I play bass. Yes, and I drive
0: the van. He drives the van.
4: Ice cold.
3: That's what we call. him. And also, I think we're we can be pretty heavy. I would put us pound for pound. Yeah. We'll pound. With whom? Pounding for anybody. Pounding. Bring them on.
0: Bring, bring <laughs> it.
2: Power trio. John, pounding.
0: John, John's the power in the power trio. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, Dude, you should see, this guy lets his hair down sometimes. Like, we get on stage, and he just, like, rips out his ponytail holder and, like, flips his black yeah, hair around. He's just like, fucking start the show. Can I say that? Yes, yeah, you, you, okay. <laughs> you can.
0: You can't fucking curse, so good it's all right. Fuck. Okay, We're, good, because I really swear a lot. That's fine. So. Okay, good. I'm all for it.
2: Good. Yeah, that's John.
0: Excellent. It's uh, John, John, you've been in bands, I believe, I heard, from more, like, more for 20 years in the surrounding areas? Something like that. Something like that? What's some of, like... Would have been outside of this act, obviously. What are some of the ones that maybe some people in the area may or may not uh, know from?
3: They probably don't know most of them, but <laughs> some of the ones that have been maybe knowable. They may have heard you interview a band called Schmotel before, mm-hmm. which was me and Amanda in that interview.
0: I remember that. I remember that for the radio uh, radio portion of this. Yes, yes.
3: Uh, I also, if you're in in and around an Irish bar, I play in Katie's Randy Cat
2: ah yes any irish bar they're always well
3: we mostly don't play irish bars but (laughs) we play weird
2: because i feel like it's it's redundant
3: maybe uh i don't
0: know
2: yeah it's like irish music by the time you guys arrive i
0: guess yeah so it's like march your hell month
3: normally except for this month when i didn't have to do anything well yeah (laughs) except not fly to play our gig in tucson Ooh. and not we did play one gig we had one gig in there's a farmers market in Detroit. Uh,
2: people carrying around their coal robbies
3: yeah, looking at you. Where's Lovin' doing touch? jigs?
0: The Love and Touch? um <laughs> I,
3: got, I wanna say it's Is it Southfield? No. What's that what was the Porch Fest we played?
2: Oh, which one? Carmel Porch Fest? Ferndale. Ferndale. Ferndale, Ferndale. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my
0: next guess actually.
2: Ferndale's a cute
3: little town. So we yeah. played we played our very first St Patrick's Day gig was at the Ferndale Farmers Market. mm and as we were playing, we're like getting all these like texts like, uh, "The world's ending." <laughs> we're like, "That's fine as long as we make our flight to Tucson tomorrow." And then they're like, "Nope, just kidding. That's canceled." <laughs>
0: LOL. Everything's shut down. Yeah. What What do you think uh, uh, before we get into the music? What, what's one of the things that uh, during the heavy quarantine uh, and everybody <laughs> more or less staying home as best they can? Was there anything that you improved on personally, professionally, anything at all that you can say, like, hey, I kind of did more on this skill, possibly?
2: I got really good at video game farming. And I really, no, So Animal I, Crossing? No, not Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. I Stardew Valley. So I planted some red cabbage. I planted some green beans. I planted some cauliflower, made some mead. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, really? Like, that's my skill set. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe you guys are more ambitious than me while the world is falling apart. I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know.
0: My <laughs> wife was more ambitious than I was. Really? Cause, well, I never stopped working because radio yeah. never Same. really ended. So I just like, just there was just less people in my building. And I just talked about less things that were cool. And just everything was concentrated on the coronavirus. My yeah. wife who works in the restaurant industry and ended up, like, being home a lot. So she, like, like rearranged the house, did a lot more cooking, uh, like, set up a garden. We actually, like, bought, like, uh, things to make a fire pit in our yard. Yeah. So, I mean, that was cool. Yeah.
2: That's cool. Um,
0: So, like, she was super ambitious. She, like, th- almost thrived more in that atmosphere yeah
2: I know what you mean we did a lot of that too I did a lot mm-hmm. of that too did started the garden and mm-hmm. did a lot of cooking and actually started to enjoy it it's kind of like what do I got to do today okay well, we got to cook at five right <laughs> I gotta plant my Stardew valley crops and then cook at five so I don't know did you guys do anything did you develop any skills
3: I wholeheartedly tried to play bass more for like three days oh, mm-hmm. and then I didn't touch it for like two months
2: yeah I think that's okay. I don't know why we have to, like, stay productive. Like, yeah. I think mean, it
0: was one of those things that just, like, it, the distraction, in a sense. Yeah. Or, like, I, I did it because I did a I did a solo episode, kind of, like, make it as, like, you know, for artistic people. Mm. Like, this was almost like a call to arms. Hell <laughs> call, yeah. Call to arms, uh, in a sense. <laughs> um, because I felt like, you know, the idea of just, like, if, if you were a creative in any sort of the sense, but you had to balance that between, like, work, family, mm. whatever. And now you had the time, downtime because you're off of work, you know, or whatever, and you're by yourself. Like maybe that's the idea of just trying to have the creative juices going. I say that, and then looking back at myself cuz I like I signed up for like try to teach myself how to play guitar cuz I own a guitar for some strange reason and I potentially may want to try to play, but I just not because between like doing work at work, doing work at home, and then making sure I spend time with my loved ones and things like that, you know, making sure everybody's good, I don't have time for myself, quote unquote. Like, I'm doing, I'm working on podcast things, or I'm talking to, doing Zoom things, or I'm working, like, I'm still, my day, my week, my life, like, didn't stop.
2: Yeah, and especially if it feels like it's, like, another thing you're doing, like, another job or something like Mm -hmm. that, I Mm -hmm. think it's like, well... That's just not fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know.
1: You know what? One thing I noticed uh-huh. after quarantine, my road rage was lessened. Oh shit! Because I wasn't driving a lot. Mm. I could see that. So then, when I started driving to work again, like a couple weeks ago, I realized like I have a higher threshold for stupid shit on the road. I think I think that I was did.
0: also one of the things that I noticed. Like, it, it, I or at least I hope that people like would appreciate more of the simple things. But then again, you just have stupid people protesting about not getting a haircut. So (laughs) I think my threshold, I'm kind of the opposite. My threshold for stupid shit Went lower.
1: Well, I didn't say all stupid shit. Okay, I yeah. said just <laughs> while just I'm the driving, the, the level of road rage that I let myself. But yeah, I'm with you on the other thing. Other shit still. Yeah, other shit's still, yeah, other shit's still terrible. Yes. <laughs> we it's shared very it, specific.
0: Yeah, we we shared our uh, like, hey, people are just are just shit, and it just like it just kind of build upon everything. Like we want we want to have hope, but like at the same time, like you know, people are. What shit. people
2: what people are shit, but we were talking earlier and I liked this. We mm. were talking about what people we don't think are shit. Can I yeah. just can I just derail this? And yeah, talk no, that's fine. Let's, about, let's yes. derail it. Okay. Let's go. So we said Patrick Swayze. Yes. Definitely not shit. And then we talked about And then I said Patrick Stewart. We were talking Stewart. about you said Patrick Stewart, which is like, hell yeah. yeah. Completely Patrick Stewart is like fucking Jean-Luc Picard. Just like, what a dad. Man. Yeah, what a dad what, what a, a what, what a, a dad. What a guy. What? Who?
1: Happy Feathers Day. You know. Happy Feathers Day.
2: That's a meme. You guys, maybe you'll find it now. Um, who else doesn't suck? <laughs> <laughs> That's Kelly
0: when we spit takes. Fantastic.
2: John, who do you
0: like? Who do, who's, who's not shitty that you John think? John doesn't like anybody. John John's like more... nobody.
2: <laughs> you like Dan Brenner, don't you? No. Way. no? Oh, come on. You're on He's the record, cool. John. So That's know.
3: fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. come who
0: else doesn't Dan Brenner? Fuck you Dan Brenner I don't know I don't know who Dan Brenner is yeah, But fuck him man wow, You get him weird. I bet he wasn't expecting
2: This at all Because he he's won't Who's closing listening. out <laughs> Who What's do you that? like
1: Kelly I really like Fiona Apple And I like her right. new album
0: You're the second person Who said that Cool I need to sit I really need to sit down she's And listen one to the, of the album
1: my, She's just one of my Musical idols And she just put out an album And I'm, I love her
0: that's all we did uh, we just did an interview with uh, Grace Monk who's a pian- pianist around here I don't know if you're she's familiar. king right? yeah she's king mm-hmm. yeah um, and uh, she she spoke very highly of the Fiona Apple record mm. so you're like the second person within like a span of a month that has mentioned that so I think I think I need to sit down and listen to it yeah do
5: that mm-hmm.
6: I think
0: I should well, you were talking about, so we'll, we'll, we'll rerail this, I guess. Yes, rerail. Yes, uh, uh, about some of the, the musical influences. What are some of the musical influences that kind of built violent bloom into what it is? Good question. Thank
2: you. Hell, way, hell yeah, way to rerail. Um, I mean, I guess for me, You guys no, I... Point
3: Break? Where- <laughs> <laughs>
2: hell yeah when he shoots the guns in the air for Keanu Reeves because he loves Bodie, can't shoot Bodie. okay anyways no uh, that, probably that,
0: that's the influence for Violet Blue that scene point break point usually break. yeah
2: point just break just one <laughs> wave man just one wave that's pretty much our band that's what we're trying to get to we're trying to get that one wave before the world ends. Uh, no, but anyways, so probably. Like, well, my one of my biggest influences growing up was um, Tori Amos. Mm. Which, um, yeah, you can hear it sometimes in some of what
0: I play. I can, yeah, I can but, totally hear it now. Yeah. As soon as you mentioned it, because like I was listening to the album. Yeah. Like all day today, just to get which album? Some of the, all, yes. Oh. <laughs> all of your stuff. Excuse me. Like all of your stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's like the last couple of days, of so just like, okay, let me get in the mood. Let me get in the mindset. Nice. Of everything. So I can see, as soon as you said Tori Amos, I was like, light bulb. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, she was like a huge influence on me growing up in my formative years for sure. Um, so, yeah, Kelly, what what do you?
1: Um, well, I already mentioned think. Fiona. She's definitely an influence. I grew up listening to a lot of soul and jazz music. So uh, Nina Simone is definitely a huge influence on... Um, you know, she was classically trained, and I'm classically trained, and I always really liked how she transformed that education into something for the stage. Because a lot of times, you know, you th- you put classical music over here, and then you put, like, rock music over here. Mm-hmm. And she did a great job of blending them with jazz and with soul and just all these influences in, in these beautiful songs. And I think John, too, has a huge background in funk music and, like, Motown era Stuff and you'll hear that in his. Ba- I'm not talking for you, John, but I'm just saying it in case you forget to say it. Um, you'll hear a lot.
0: Of- <laughs> I can't get over John, like, like just stone faces. I the wish. Yeah, I time, wish there's so a way far. to get this. I've is- no, got it. I got it. I got it. You'll see it. That's just
1: how he is. Um, <laughs> he's just that way. So, but you'll hear that in his bass lines, which is something that really complements uh, the keyboard and the drums because these are three. We are three percussion mm-hmm. instruments. You know trying to play together and so you have two bass lines because you have my left hand and then you have john so we can't step on each other and the way that he gets around that is that he uses that his i think his background in funk and ska and soul and like it really meshes it together um but for me yeah a, a lot of jazz a lot of soul music um and i think blues is probably the other influence you'll hear a lot of that too which is true for fiona i guess too um
0: you were saying classically trained. Like how? It, it, give me a little bit more background on that.
1: I started. Uh, I started playing piano when I was five. Mm. I took lessons. My my uh, an organist at my church. To me, she was like a million years old. She's probably in her sixties. <laughs> um, but she so she taught me. But she was self-taught. So she didn't teach me like here's what a scale is. Here's your you know here's your music theory. I never got any of that. She was just okay. Find middle C what note is this? And then I I count from middle C to the E, Mm -hmm. middle C to the F. Like, that's how I learned. So a lot of it was by ear. So I took from her until I I went off to college when I was 18. Um, And she passed away actually not too long ago. Mm. But yeah, so I, I always sort of envy when people have like a true classical background. And they like, you know, I know, if you say a flat, you know, minor scale, I know exactly where to go on that. But I don't, I don't really have, I don't really approach it that way because that's not how I was taught. So it's just a different way. I guess I learned sort of a different way of seeing the piano.
0: I'm going to kind of compare this, uh, like, that, that story to, like, cooking a little bit. Um, like, do you think that people that are classically trained are, like, they, do they, do you think they, like, overthink everything or they don't have, like, they're so structured they don't have room to like grow and like develop and everything, they still want to keep it. Or is that like a good like base, much like how cooking is like you're gonna be you can be culinary trained and then move on to do stuff, but you can also do stuff like self taught and self experimental and you can get more, you know, more following that way as well. If like if you don't do things like by the book necessarily, Right. do you think that that helps or hinders the musical process? I
1: think both, that's a good question. I think both because I think. You know, um, when you, I think, I I think it might be an overgeneralization to say that you know people with classical background are more rigid. I do think that you know you kind of get an ear and a feel for good having good time and Mm -hmm. good rhythm, especially on a piano, which for you know that's a drum is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it gives you extra training in, in rhythm and time probably, but as far as where you can go with that education, I think you can go anywhere. And I've had plenty of, um, I know people, and I've known people that, you know, they had a traditional classical um, uh, training, but then they go on, you know, they're on stage with all kinds of different genres, and they're doing different stuff. You know, they don't just like all go to the symphony. right? But a lot of them do. So I, I think it depends where their interests lie. But yeah, a lot of, actually a lot of musicians in Toledo, like played the French horn in high school and stuff you know like mm-hmm. things you'd never know right um, something I really wanted to do is have like a like a sort of a classical recital with like you know local musicians and have them like do a piece on their on their classical you instrument you
0: know what like, I, I, I'd I watch that I think would that'd you? be something yeah I think that'd be really really out there really really strange but I think that'd be also really cool but it has to be like super like You have to be, like, dressed super awkwardly and, like, back in high school. Like, it's almost like a high school recital. You have to, like, go on the stage and everything. Like, do the whole, like, high school feel at, like, somewhere like the Ottawa Tavern or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. you could do it that way, yeah. But, like, it's surprising how many people, you know, you see them, like, up on stage, okay, they're power cord on a guitar, mm-hmm. but, like, in reality, they, like, know the bassoon really well or something. <laughs> but there's no, like, market, they can't get on stage yeah. with the bassoon, you know, so
0: it's really interesting. Nobody writes anything, like, in modern music, in modern, like modern and i putting these in quotations not necessarily like classical music but like they just want like a bassoon or whatever like I love the idea of like putting like other like classical s- style instruments and in modern music yeah, and people, people do it yeah people do it yeah. for sure
1: um but I don't know a bassoon but like Joanna Newsom is another intro or influence I was going to mention um who, who again I'm sorry Joanna, I'm sorry. Joanna Newsom okay. she's a harpist so she oh. she does harp she does like flute and clarinet and all these horns and like that's really great. Um but I yeah, I, I to answer, to go back to your question. Mm-hmm. I think that both can be true. I think it depends on like what you want to do and how you want to express yourself. For some people playing something that's, you know, from the 1800s and is very rigid and, you know, maybe that's what they want to do and there's still a lot of expression right. to be had there too, so. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I answered your question. No, <laughs> so there's ramble, not a
0: right or wrong ramble answer into to the it. The microphone. No, that's fine. Please ramble. You, you were—that's the whole point of podcasting. It's to it's to ramble. Uh, uh, John, you know, you—I know, want you calm down over there. You're being too boisterous. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> nothing, nothing. To shrug. What, what about bass. your, what about your background? You like bass? Do you? Have you always played bass? I've always
3: dr- played bass um, since day one.
0: <laughs> Came out of the womb, just, <laughs> just slapping the bass. Uh,
3: just all my friends in high school played drums and guitar, so I. Was a little long, younger than them, so I ended up on bass mostly.
1: That's really how that happened? I didn't know that.
0: Dang. You learn something new every
5: day. That's amazing. Yeah. Hmm.
4: You're up for the day, throwing the moment away like it's always the same. You'll never change the place that they gave you. And you burn, you burn to give up and stay in. Cause they always win any anyway.
0: let's get kind of into uh, your discography. Um, when you were, you, 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 briefly mentioned it, but I, 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 it's good to like get to this part. Cause I think this is fascinating. You two ladies are, are both piano players, both write music, both drum, and then we'll swap during sets of each other's music. How did that idea come about? Like, you know, did, you're both individual, like solo artists in a sense. But then you come to this project and you're doing each other's songs.
2: Well, I guess how it came about is um, before I met Kelly, I was kind of like sitting on a bunch of songs that I had written on the piano. And um, I knew I wanted to do something with them, but I didn't know what. Mm -hmm. And it was like so I was in a band before called the dirty damn band and it was completely different. I just played drums and it was like a joke band and mm-hmm. it was fun. It was good. But, um, I wasn't, it wasn't really very like serious or self revelatory or from the heart,
0: mm-hmm. I guess you could say. It was just to play music for music's sake. Yeah. It, it was like fun. The is not from the
2: no, heart. it is from the heart. I guess that's not the right way to say it. It just was like, it wasn't as personal. Cause right. it was like us having fun together. So it was mm-hmm. just a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was like sitting on all these songs that felt very personal and I I, I don't know. and then, and then I just started talking to Kelly and Kelly's like this magnificent pianist. And we got together and she has like songs that she's written, and we just started like sharing songs and then we just started like um, playing together. Playing them. <laughs> yes. and then <laughs> and then um, you know, I started drumming to her her songs and she started drumming to mine and having never played the drums before, just, like, learned. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then in a year's time, she was, like, just up to speed. I mean, when you have all that classical background, you can't.
6: Right.
1: That's the only... The only reason I picked up drums is
2: because I played piano. There's no way I would have... Drums are my first instrument. Um, I just self-taught just by putting on headphones and then plugging into a stereo Mm
5: -hmm.
2: um, and then just playing along to, like, 90s rock, like, in my college bedroom. And that's how I started playing the drums. And then yeah after that everything just went from there um so yeah and self-taught on the piano too and so um it's really like a huge honor to play with these guys who are like super talented at their instruments and who brought me to a whole nother level of like playing in a way that's much more serious but like still like i I have so much fun playing with these guys Mm -hmm. like it's just so high energy and fun so yeah i think that's kind of like how we got started
0: i think that's also a good dynamic from our previous point of just like the, the between like you know kelly being more of the classical trained and you mm. kate being you know the not not just learning by yourself by listening to the radio and like drumming along or whatever yeah. and like those two dynamics and then john pulled down the 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 the, the, the rad bass lines mm-hmm. and then it all just like oreo cream the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a um
1: one of my friends slash acquaintances slash a good uh, music reviewer in detroit jeff milo um he once reviewed one of our eps and he called john the oreo cream of the band
0: i could see it yeah
1: and so that's what i needed to give that
2: some context <laughs> <laughs> just because i'm yelling the word Oreo yelling. cream. Into my, yeah we we know what that means but maybe don't but um Yeah, John one time said too. He's like a bridge between us because when we switch halfway Mm -hmm. through the set, he has to kind of do like these little adjustments, listening for like because we each play differently, you know. Mm -hmm. So he has to kind of like listen and adjust and go back and forth between the dynamics of like the way I play drums or the Kelly plays drums and the way I play piano and Kelly plays piano. So it's kind of cool. Like it made me appreciate his job more when you described it like that.
0: I think so. I think that's also super interesting. That like the dynamic you'll just like switch partway through. Like seeing it in person. When I uh, saw you guys uh, at Hollerberg Hazard Fest a few years back, um, and just seeing the dynamic, all of a sudden, like, oh, they're moving. Oh, they're doing each other's instruments. This is this is interesting. (laughs) And like, I was just like, I was blown away about that because like, you kind of see that sometimes, but like, you don't see it. Like, it's not a common thing. But (laughs) it's just like, oh, okay, let's go switch. You know, change places. Mad Hatter shouts, and you know, all of a sudden, everybody moves, And, and 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 it's interesting. Do you like? Is there, is there like a scarier point of like going from one position to the other? Do you're like, oh, shit, it's my turn now and I have to do this? Or is it like it's so seamless that you're you're fine with it?
1: Nothing on stage is ever seamless, well, first no, of well, all. Well, okay, right. First of all. Right. Second of all, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it depends. Because especially if – it depends how we start out. So, like, if I start the show on the piano, I'm super comfortable on the piano and I'm moving – it's kind of warming me up but then when I go over here it's like oh I'm not as you know it's not my
2: native instrument right do you feel like that I do I really do yeah I feel like piano I'm a little bit more kind of insecure on it mm -hmm. drums I sit behind the drums and I feel like I'm home the Mm -hmm. cymbals like are glowing under the light and I'm like I know what to do here more than I know where to do like (laughs) what to do like anywhere else in life like it's like (laughs) ah, it's like I don't know and then I sit behind the piano it's a little bit more anxiety although I fucking love I do love playing the piano a lot um but yeah, I do think. I think how I feel is when we switch. I always feel like really like. when I follow Kelly, sometimes I'm like I. What am I doing in this no, band? No, following no, 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 no. this person after she plays that set. Who do I think I am? <laughs> and then me. I literally sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, Jesus, these people are gonna be like, Who is this asshole? <laughs> just, just trying to play after after this like That's talented not person. Not even real. It's not real because well, it's funny because it, it really. is to an extent where like I you're so good on the piano. It is your native instrument. But I do I do think those nerves go away. Like once I start playing, yeah. we get into the music and like I don't know how we have this balance, but it just works like it just works so like whatever balance we've struck you know um our songs like i think they i don't know we have a good balance
1: but it's good to open the show like a lot of times sometimes we'll not do this but most of the time we'll open the show where we're on our native instruments because it just is like you're starting, you know? Your baseline. Mm. Like you're starting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes we'll try it the other way around and it's just like, oh, man, this isn't, I wasn't ready for this.
3: <laughs> do you
0: ever want to just like completely change places and John plays piano? And I love that bass? idea. I
1: don't think John loved it. No.
3: <laughs> I'll do it. I cannot play piano. Either. I'll do it. Could
0: you do the guitar? Key- How about that? Maybe that's oh. a balance between the two.
1: Melodica. You'd be such a good melodica player.
3: Does all involve keys,
0: which I cannot play. <laughs> <laughs> which I cannot. <laughs> which so I, you got these moving pieces and par, uh, parts together, and well, how did you meet John first off? I didn't. I never got that part. How did you? How did you two meet, John?
2: Man, I've known I John can, for. like I feel like I've just always ever. known him. I know.
0: <laughs> He's just been there.
2: John <laughs> popped out of the womb holding a bass, and then we were just there in the in, in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be best friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah. John's somehow like my uncle. I think I met
1: John at the OT at like maybe in 2011 or 2012 when you DJ'd there more regularly. Checks Does that out.
4: sound right? Checks
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's I weird. I I can't remember the first time I met you, but I feel like I've always known you.
1: Like you guys went to elementary like forever. school yeah. together. <laughs> you don't even remember. It
3: yeah. have been blood dumpster dirty damn band times. Yeah,
2: probably maybe at Howard's or something. You didn't even talk about blood dumpster. <laughs>
3: they know. They know. They know. They know.
0: Shout out to Blood Dumpster. Apparently, yeah. Blood that's Dumpster. a si- that's a sick band name. I'm not gonna lie yeah, to you.
2: It's good. John still has a like a a case for his base that just says Blood Dumpster huge on it. And Fuck. so it's like I just remember being like at different shows, and that case is sitting there, and it just says Blood Dumpster. It's like people are gonna think that's us. And
1: they're always like blue Dumpster.
3: <laughs> Blood. Most of times people are like, Wait, you were in. You were in Blood Dumpster. Holy <laughs> shit. Like some guy from New Jersey is like,
2: Well, oh, you were in Blood Dumpster? <laughs> I don't know why that band was like Because it was,
0: was that awesome. like a, let me get was that a like a punk act? Was it like a rock act? Uh we were a hardcore band. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds yep. I mean, if you call something something blood blank, I'm pretty sure and it Sex leaves.
1: Twister? You didn't even mention sex. Sex Twister? Twister? What the Speaking fuck? Speaking of good band names, yeah. Jesus,
0: yeah. I thought I, I came up with one. It's, it's so it has so much midwestern angst to it. Spite Cow.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has so much like midwestern angst behind it.
1: That's like,
0: oh man. Is that is that like a good response or yeah, a bad response? Like, Okay, cool.
2: That's a, sweet. Wow. Okay. I thought yeah. I, I thought it was another. We one. definitely would have booked a bill. Yeah. Back, yeah. Back in 1997,
0: so. I don't know. That feels <laughs> like a '90s like underground punk act. Like, yeah. I think so. This is random like Ohio band. There was a
2: bar called the Underground. In Toledo. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's I, where I, we would have played.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm. I actually miss the old Club Bijou, because when I first came to Toledo in '04. Um, I, I remember being part of UT's radio station and we held a show called, your mama never had it so good. Mm. And I just, for that, like for the love of God, like I haven't been in school since like, when did I graduate? Oh nine. So it's 2020. So you do the math. Um, it's been a long time. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to either. I whatever. Fuck school. Uh, and, uh, the idea is like, I, I always remember that. I remember going to called Bijou and everything and. I always remember that, like that name of the show that I thought was phenomenal. I don't know why that has nothing to do with mm. who, who what's played? going on. I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember the, the bands. I, if I could find the old shirt that I had, that was like three sizes ago. So I, and I don't know where that is. Um, but you know, um, yeah. Huh. So, but I, I always remember that name is your mama never had it. So good. I think if I ever do another like show, if I put on like another show or some third, I'm going to call it that maybe, mm. If someone takes if, it, go ahead. If we can, have shows. If we back can back. have shows right now, I don't know. Well, allegedly there's music coming back, allegedly. allegedly. Oh, it's coming back? Le- I just read on the way here on the day of the recording that uh, local... Lo- no, <laughs> not in Florida. <laughs> Actually, here, because uh, uh, the wonderful Ottawa Tavern has announced that they're going to start music, I believe, Friday. Mm-hmm. And I think Frankie's is starting this weekend as well, with social distancing in mind, which it's going to be interesting, to do. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But good luck to them on that.
2: Um, We should just play
3: outside maybe.
0: I think so. I just feel like... There's a
3: lot of places I've seen down south where they're doing shows that drive-in movie theaters. That's a
0: great idea. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. There's talks about doing stuff here in some of the drive through movie theaters in the area. There's one in Oregon. Mm -hmm.
2: What do they do in Sundance? Yeah, and like there's one in... um... There's one in Tiffin. There's one. There's one closer than I Tiffin. I feel like one that's in, in Fremont. Yeah, Oregon. Yeah, that's Sundance. Yeah,
0: Oregon. Or maybe it's just those two. Yeah. Yeah. The Oregon and the other one, Tiffin. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: there's another one like Adrian. I don't know. Anyway.
0: Anyway. But yeah, I, I can see that. But that's also kind of weird <laughs> as well. I don't know. Rona World is weird. It's weird. It's weird. Let's get back uh, onto this. Um, obviously, you put all the pieces and parts together and debuted on Record Store Day in 2016 in the area. Um, and then following up by that, uh, the first EP of seven sinners, um, in 2017. And then you had the opportunity, which was super cool. And I I wanted to hear more about it about thanks to the accelerator grant from the arts commission here in Toledo, you were able to put out dark minuet in 2017, the arts commission, uh, grant. That's gotta be a very interesting process. Can, Can you touch on that?
3: Paperwork, so filling out a lot of paperwork.
0: Just a lot of paperwork, yeah. and just go. Yeah, I want this money. Okay, here's the stack.
1: Well,
2: that's yeah, the arts commission did a lot more than we did <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, that was the. I think that was one of the first year. It might have been that the, the first, first year that they did it.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow! So that, well, that that may have been like the second or third one because it came out and no one really knew about it. Yeah. So like, and I know a lot of people that work with arts commission. They're like, hey, you should apply for this. And we're like, what is it? They're like, mm-hmm. it's free money. But they,
1: since then, I mean, they've they've funded some amazing projects, Mm -hmm. like musicians. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but honestly, like there's a lot of visual artists, and they're really like helping out musicians. They're helping out not just visual artists, but like the greater art community. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's really neat that we had that opportunity Mm -hmm. to put that together, and we recorded at Lake Bottom Studios Mm -hmm. um, with JC Griffin, which
3: we actually started recording that before that first EP but it was just taking forever that we had new songs that we went and did those while we were still finishing the album. Nice. Yeah.
2: yeah, Yeah, and then did the EP come out before Dark Minuet? I think so. I think it did,
3: yeah. According
0: yeah. to your band camp, it did, so. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: you know what? If you're getting something for free, like, fine, whatever.
0: Yeah. go yeah. just like, go, go, <laughs> go whole hog. Go, go whole hog, right? I, I, and I'm all for it. Uh, not anything EP in 2018, and then the most recent one that originally when we wanted to set this interview up, it was going to be actually around the time of release, Tightrope that came out this mm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Rona kind of sidetracked that a little bit. Right in um,
3: smack dab in the middle
0: of it. Yes, and uh, now let's let's. I want to dive in more into it because it was is really phenomenal album. I really Thank you. enjoyed it. Um, tell me a little bit about behind the ideas of Tightrope. Just um, begin. Give me the process. Like you want to make a new album. Where are you? Where where's your mind? Where's well, so- everything?
2: Kelly and I write a lot, okay? So we're always writing and we always are working on something. And we just had a new batch of songs. And Mm -hmm. me personally, every song on that album I love. Uh, I was really excited about the direction we're going. We were playing out a whole lot. We were playing in different cities a lot. And I noticed the more we played live, the more we tended to play really fast. Mm-hmm. And like, we started calling them bangers because <laughs> it was just more fun. Cause there's like all these people, live energy listening. Well, we, start,
1: we started writing more stage friendly yes,
2: songs because exactly. we have
1: a lot of songs that are very intimate and require, if you're going to perform them, you need everybody to sit down and shut up and like get off your phone. Yeah, and like, You no, know, that that's happens. not a thing that no. happens in most, in most, <laughs> venues. in most venues. We have been lucky to play some places that it's a listening audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm but for the most part that's not what you do when you're on stage in a lot of the venues that we were doing so that mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off no that's I, totally fine but i had that thought too that like yeah. we started writing more <laughs> aggressive yeah. sort of riffs and stuff
2: and i think cuz like the energy is is like really high on stage with all the people there that we get amped up and it's more fun when you're playing like complicated parts that play off each other and that are kind of hard and challenging to like get that kind of train mm-hmm. rolling that mm-hmm. momentum going there's a lot of and challenges and so i yeah. think it was like i was reading I was reading David Byrne's book and he talks about how like music evolves based on like what the space is that it comes up in. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like we did that a little bit. Like we're playing all these bars and we kind of evolved into those spaces. Like, so we started like playing music that worked in those spaces. Right. It sounded good in those spaces. It felt good in those spaces. People responded in those spaces. Right. Yeah. And I I would say
1: too, like a lot of the things that we rate are with, other musicians in mind sometimes I think Mm. we insert (laughs) we have the tendency to insert these little like (laughs) games like what would be a game for a musician so let's make this a little bit more complicated than it really needs to be yes 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 it's fun but because it's fun and it's you know I think a lot of times like we've both written just slightly above our actual skill level and like (laughs) like I'll write drum parts that are like I shouldn't probably be doing that but (laughs) I'm gonna do it because that's what I, I hear that and so you just work up to it so so we do that, and I think there's a lot of that on tightrope. Um, there's a lot of that on t- Like every song, and you'll hear them. They're almost yeah. like, you know, when you play Super Mario and you know, like, the cheats, and you go, yeah. yeah. Like, we have a lot of songs that go through the wall and stuff, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, like I remember, so in, we were in my basement my house and we were working on Magical Opportunity. Kelly's like, I have this song, and it's like a banger. And we're, like, in the middle of the summer or whatever. We're, like, playing out at all these shows. And so we started working on it, and she's like, what if you just like hit the snare a lot for that part? Like like, go like this, like I'm like, like this, like it's like, and And that's, that's
1: what
0: ended up on the record. The only time I ever ever want to do a video podcast is this one thus far (laughs) because the, the, the mannerisms like you hear it. And, like, it doesn't do justice with the main reasons. Yeah, I'm me sorry, talking continue. about playing
2: air drums did as you? if I've
0: never touched a drum in yes. my yes. life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like a 13-year-old teenage boy or something. Like, <laughs> like this. Yeah. But but yeah, she's like, do this. And, yeah, we and just. she did. We and did. Then, and then, then we're then, like, then, that's uh, fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> that's so stupid. No, that's awesome. Keep it. <laughs> It's fucking awesome, and then I just think that's. Oh, so- I hate it! Fuck it, let's do it! Come on, let's go! Yeah, like that's such a stupid part. No, it's it's awesome. You know, because it was like so over the top. Yeah, you it know? sounds. I mean, you sh-
1: she starts out magical opportunity. She starts that song out with like Van Halen <laughs> yeah. triplets, Van Halen Tom triplets. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's nuts. It's just
2: because it's fun to play. Yeah. You know? And it was,
1: started out as a joke, but we're like, no, this is fun. Yeah. Because music should
5: be fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> music know? should and so, be fun. It's interesting because like, we do have, it's funny that I think the live playing got us into that kind of dynamic. Of like just playing music because it feels good, mm-hmm. and like playing your instrument feels good, feels like flying, right? But then when we're alone writing, it, it it does get really like personal, like you were saying, and intimate, and it's so it's an interesting balance and, and the, mix yeah. of things.
1: And the result is that you have like pretty pretty upbeat sort of pop music, yeah. but the themes, like yeah, the lyrics,
0: really are pretty personal. Dark. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah what some of the context that you touch on in Tightrope for people who have not yeah. listened to it yet?
1: I mean. Uh, there's a song I I mean I I wrote a song about a a friend of mine who killed himself when I was young Um, I wrote I mean there's a song in there about my mother who passed away when I was in my 20s Um, there's but Magical Opportunity is about (laughs) the sadness of American poverty Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you know I I don't know and they sort of I think a lot of the expression comes out in this like energy that sounds like pop music like you should be Dancing or something, but the actual the heart behind it is is not just this like.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's got more pathos. I don't know what. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't. I don't know quite the word. Right. Um. But yeah. It. Yeah.
2: More grief, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Like I have a lot of my songs are about loss from like childhood, um, and just loss of relationships, and so those come up a lot because sometimes I think, sometimes I. I'm inclined to write when I'm in that space of like there's something weighing on my heart and I need to get it out and then I sit down I don't quite know what I'm gonna write and I write from there Um, but it's interesting because I think when I think when I'm alone I write more from that space and then when I'm collaborating I write more from a space of kind of like a fun energetic exchanging creative energy and like it's a different dynamic so I think writing alone is something really valuable because I think you can tap into those parts of yourself.
1: Cause that's how our band is. It's not like we have one songwriter, like mm-hmm. the lead person songwriter. It's like we both are writing mm-hmm. alone and then bringing it to yeah. the group. Like, here's this thing I made. Do you mm-hmm. guys want to help mm-hmm. me like solidify it or make it into a real song? Right.
2: Yeah, it's S- like, and like she, Kelly just wrote a song recently and we're just working on it in practice and it's like this, it's like beautiful and so personal and like about a personal experience that's a grief experience, and it's like we come into practice and um, we start working on it, and it's like suddenly it's not just that anymore because like I'm adding my part and John's adding his part, and like John started playing his line that he did for it last night, and um, we're like, that's the line you play for that, like that's like this like funky groove, like it's like it's like if you took that out of that song, it's like it doesn't, it's like it's like this cool. I don't know how to describe it, but it's not sad, it's not grief. It's like so it's like we all put our parts into it and it becomes something else. And I just think that's so interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like once you start collaborating, it's like it's still the the heart of it, the core of it is what you wrote, but then it just like takes on a whole other dimension when you bring other people collaborating and writing on it.
0: It's almost like the opposite, a lot of heavier music that a lot of that that musically or sound wise sounds more aggressive, but the context is actually very positive. You almost put that in an inverse yeah. of the context being very sad, personable, cathartic, in a yeah. sense. And then you put out the music that is high tempo and powerful yeah. and, sounds, and sounds fun, in a sense. Yeah. Because we're heavy. We
1: are heavy. <laughs> it's
0: heavy. We're heavy
1: emotionally. Yeah.
0: We are heavy. That's a different side of heavy.
1: <laughs> That's yeah. actually more metal than...
2: And we than all metal. really... I don't know if this is going to sound like arrogant but we have Dude. really good time i think we all three of us have really good time and i fucking love that about this band so much <laughs> so it's like hey let's play a song about sadness and, Fuck yeah! and it's fun. like yeah, yeah and all three instruments are like very like when right. you get them together they have to be like you you talk about that a lot
1: you have to be on it's not i mean i can't Power chord my way through a song on the piano. If mm. I mess up, you hear it. Yeah, it's like really precise. You know, <laughs> you, there's no mistake. Like yeah. you, you can hear the, there's I no mistake. The Guitar to and the bass wash lines the everything. same yeah. way. Right. Everything's so clean and and running on eighth notes a lot of the time yeah. that your mistakes
2: are so loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we say like we're each other's metronomes and stuff. And so there's something about that when you get three metronomes together, it's gonna get like. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna have drive to it or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be picking it up, yeah. and making sure that you know people are people are on it and people are involved into it. Do you, do you free? Uh, was there something from Tightrope that you were really glad that came off right? And then on the flip side, of you, are you something that you wanted to improve on Tightrope that maybe didn't come off as the the way you may have thought about it at first?
3: No, it's perfect.
0: That's no, perfect. <laughs> All right. My job's done. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> wrap it up
3: pat no i'm sorry i was glad we brought back some older songs that might have got cut that definitely got cut the finish, yeah mm-hmm. that i was glad we got to put on there because a lot of times they write so many songs that we'll have really good songs that we just we haven't played in mm. years because we have so many new songs mm.
2: which one were like you glad
3: Guaida? to see coming? Guaida. Oh, Guaida. silver <laughs> lining
1: Main,
2: Yeah, those old babies we brought back.
0: Those, I think uh, that gu- Guarira uh, it was one that I really enjoyed. Uh, Absentina was another one. Absentia. Oh, oh excuse me. Sorry. That's um, okay. No worries. I'm, I'm terrible at it's pronouncing a, things. It's a fake word anyways,
2: right? It's an awesome word
0: that Kelly what made What I'm up. saying. Can't oh. expect someone to know. Sorry, I'm getting real word. fierce about no, Kelly's fine. song it's, right now because I love it so much. That's fine. <laughs> and then I, I really enjoyed Tightrope.
2: Oh, thanks. Good. We're
1: going to play Tightrope. Fantastic. Awesome.
0: I enjoyed the, I enjoyed those three, uh, especially those three songs. Like there's like, I like Tightrope as a whole, as, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, like a lot of the, a lot of the discography, like you mentioned before, it was like kind of like slower it was more like kind of, you know, you had to like sit down and listen and then Tightrope was almost like, was really good to listen to a sit down and quiet in a quiet space and kind of like soak it all in, but it's also good as a kind of white noise music as well. Like, hey, I'll put on music and let me work on stuff. It has a good energy still with oh, it. That's cool. Um, I, I do a lot I've of – I've
2: never heard that take before. That's kind of cool. Like I – so you do – I do a lot of data
0: entry stuff mm. and I can't work in silence. Mm. I'll go mad. Um, so Just I listen loop to a lot
3: of – the flute interlude? <laughs> <laughs>
1: what I was going to say, I was really happy that the flute interlude made it. Fluterlude. The flute.
0: I like the I've flute I've never elude.
1: played a flute. I, so that, that was you? That was me. I was just going to ask you. Was... So I was in band in high school. No, that was so my good. band instrument. And I've never thought about bringing it to Violent Bloom. Like, But I you know, I can play the flute. So I just did. Oh my God. So it was, cool that, it was cool that I got to play the flute on this God. record. But the other thing that I really love is the song Skin, which I think... Is it the last track or the second to last? I think it's the last track. I should know, but I don't. should know, too. Well, no, we, well, we wanted to, to put... Well, it was going to be a
3: hidden track, and then I think you guys put Mother Eye Feathers last. Yeah, Mother Eye Feathers
1: okay. should be last.
3: Yeah, I think so. Really anyway. Skin was
1: the second to <laughs> okay. Yeah, class. so okay. Skin is really neat because it's a lot of acapella looping, which I really love, mm. um, and, and and it's not something that we can really replicate on stage, so it sort of exists outside of... So, like, when we put set list together in the future in 2025 or whenever <laughs> um you know we, that's not something that will ever probably be able to make it without us mm-hmm. having like a lot of more equipment on stage we never thought
0: about like trying to like have live we movie. could i
1: mean we could it just you know the the nature of
2: it mm-hmm. it's like
0: it's it a sort whole of other thing yeah
3: it's
2: like its own weird b-side or something like it's yeah. not in the flow of what we normally do Mm-mm. or
3: lady Mm-mm. cops in town
0: or lady right oh, i love they changed their name
2: Yes, Aura Weaver. Yes. Yes. Well, she's even changing it. Yes, she said she's changing it again. I don't know what she's changing it <laughs> to, to though.
0: Too many people know your name, change it. Then change
2: Chelsea. It again. Chelsea
0: Jean. She she was Love great. Her. She was great on podcasts. Oh, she, she's was, great. She, she's was, so she was great. She was very intelligent. It was lovely to talk to her in mm-hmm. the act. Uh, when they were Lady Cop. Um, it was very it was very exciting. And that and they're the people that represented them um that's that's also how i represent that, how i got into the, like the post-rock world mm. as well because he uh, the the representative lady cop was also doing a lot of stuff with uh, festivals out of the indianapolis area so it was really cool to not only get into that world but also meet lady cop and chelsea's and, and tremendous uh, uh uh singer songwriter right. dancer um go check that out uh past episodes yeah, one true, this.
2: one true Loss was their most recent album that they released. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's like so beautiful. I've listened to it so many times. Um, totally go listen to that. Lady Cop. It's L D Y
0: C P. It's Lady Cop with no vowels. Yes, no
2: vowels. And yeah, no vowels. vowels are for squares. And we'll see what she's going to do in the future. Yeah, vowels are for squares for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see what she comes out with in the future. But I'm so excited um, to see what she does next for sure. I feel to see the measure of a long night.
0: I want to kind of touch upon a little bit because we—I mean—we joked about in the beginning about how like everything is fucking terrible right now, um, in in a sense. But I feel like everything is coming to a head when it comes to the social political climate about uh, just literally everything that things have been broken for so long that people are now like more and more are realizing what to do. Um, But then in the same same breath, that people like the social media wave of, like, cancel culture or even, like, the backlash wave of, like, reverting everything back, especially with this current administration. Uh, How do you try to convey some of those troubles, whether it's personally, professionally, musically? How do you try to go through it, Mm. especially in this time right now where it's just almost exhausting to just deal with and try to go past all of it?
2: Um. I can speak to that unless you have something to say. Go about ahead. That. I do, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short then. I guess for me, like, I – the way I write is I sit down, I don't want, I don't know what's going to come out, and then whatever comes out comes out. And a lot of times what comes out is something political that I didn't know I had a thought about or feeling about, and then it comes out in a song. Mm-hmm. So I have a song called Ignorant Rebellion that's, that I wrote right after Trump was elected. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wrote another one that ends up being a little political – and I, it's almost like I don't even want to, like, I'm like, I'm avoiding the topic and then I'll write about the topic. Right. So I just think it comes out naturally. We're all going through this together. We're all, mm-hmm. you know, in this space, like dealing with all this shit at the same time. And it comes up, how it comes up, you deal with it, how you deal with it, you know. So I don't know what else to say beyond that. That's how I deal with it. Well, mm-hmm. no, it's fine. <laughs> a I lot just, of it I, is I don't know. You yeah, know do I, mean? I don't think
0: I don't I, I – I, I'm not expecting like it, – it's a very vague question in a no, sense. No, yeah.
2: It's a, it's legit though. I
0: mean I hear it. It's you. just, you know, I, I, I just want to know like how other people deal with it. I know from like just my personal experience doing doing a live radio show and commenting on the topics, but I can't lean too much one way or the other. Or you know, higher ups or listeners or whatever, somebody will tell me to shut the fuck up and just you know play music, uh, and you know. But it, it, it's when you when you try to build a show or build anything behind of what's going on, and what's going on is like everything is wrong. Everything is going on is wrong. We're trying to move forward, and we at one point we were, and all of a sudden it just kind of like like a rubber band snapped, and everything like snapped backwards. That's how I feel like it was almost like uh, uh bungee jumping, mm. like the bungee jump, like the, 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 whatever the wire and whatnot just like sprung back. Mm. That's how I felt. So it's hard to like try to keep an even keel mm. in a sense while being professionally, while personally you're just like screaming inside It's just like, this mm. is fucking wrong. Mm. So like, that's how I like, that was hard to try to try to navigate its best of putting out a show, putting on a product that, Anybody from any walks of life can listen to. But also still being able to, you know, um, you want to get as best audience as you can. But you also don't want to be too niche in a sense. And then you alienate people, I guess. I think that's, the, that's coming from my aspect of like, I want to try to get this project, my show, this podcast, whatever, to as many people as listen as possible. And I don't want to alienate people necessarily because in the end of the day, it's not necessarily about my personal thoughts. It's about... Who I'm talking to and their thoughts and their process and everything. Kelly, you want to uh, touch on something?
1: I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what no, I said. No, it's all
0: right.
3: Now. I have no problem alienating people, especially racists. Don't, well, yeah, you don't have to like our yeah. yeah. I was,
1: I mean, <laughs> one <laughs> yeah. of the things I was going to say is <laughs> yeah. when you, I mean, you know, we don't have a stage right now, but if we did, that would be something that I think we mm-hmm. have a responsibility to talk about, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I, I think. I'm glad that you, you are bringing it up right now mm-hmm. because if you weren't going to bring it up, I was going to bring it up. No, But it's fine. I think that, you know, I think, I, I do think white people have a responsibility to talk, mm-hmm. when to speak up, to use their privilege, to observe, you know, to speak up, to, to educate themselves, to reflect on their own, you know, their own um, background and the racism that they hold inside themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's like, it's an ongoing life, long project it's mm-hmm. not just oh this month we're doing this now right. Like i can already see on social media like people are just going back to posting the same mm-hmm. old shit but this is a lifelong endeavor because it's we're trying to we're trying to overcome hundreds of years of of this racism you know mm-hmm. um so this isn't like a a, a twitter moment no kind of thing you know Um, And that's, that's what I would say. I say, you know, when we do hit the road again, when we are on stage again, I mean, you have a microphone of
2: any kind, you have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to to talk about what's right and what's wrong, I think. Yeah, like we're, we're definitely not neutral, like in this band. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're, we're public, we're in the public eye, I guess you could say, because we play live, we play public shows. But no, like, we're Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. We support that 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I mean like we're not I don't care if somebody gets mad because we say that or like the all lives matter people can go fuck themselves like Mm -hmm. like John said like we don't need that type of fan like that's not the direction that we're going in this future that's not that's not the future I want to be in like we're all changing it together like however we can lean into that and help that and help that move forward we're gonna do and however we got to learn and grow to do that we're gonna do you know,
0: mm-hmm. I, I agree. And it's hard for me to work for like a corporation who then, yeah, necessarily, then has, to, has, to, has yeah. to go like, you know, you have to kind of like, make sure you know what you're talking about. You have credible sources and everything like those like huge, like email and like our CEO, like was very transparent about this right before uh, my week off of work, um, of just like, Hey, like make sure when you crack that microphone open, you're you are you've researched something don't start spreading nonsense into the world it's bad enough that uh, that i feel like i want
1: everybody should have someone to say that to them like first thing in the morning yeah
0: just like hey don't (laughs) spread nonsense (laughs) i mean just i I can't i mean like for me like my my father don't do it today yeah not today just like don't be a dick Like, I feel like just like the end of the day, just like, hey, is this something you're going to do or say or post or whatever that's <laughs> going to be that's, that you're going to come off to do a dick to somebody? Mm. Don't do it. Mm. Like I and I, I mean, I came from a world like my father's not from this country. He came at 16 from Lebanon. So we're already from an area of the of the world that's already troubled. And he come into the States and, you know, married a white woman. And, you know, my sister, you know, almost did the opposite. She did work in Africa. Her husband is is an African male they came back to the states they're living a life together they brought a child into this world that you know may have difficulties in the future i we may never know um you know i've always learned that it's just like hey be respectful don't be a dick you know be open to whatever it is and if it doesn't affect you personally don't fucking bother with it and then i see other things that are going on you know the the you know the 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 pro trump people the the all lives matter the blue lives matter the you know the, the pro-life people. And I'm just like, what do these things that are happening affect you on your day-to-day life? Are you going to have a problem that somebody else is saying, hey, black people who have been systematically taken out of the equation, both emotionally, physically, uh, 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 educational-wise, monetary-wise, why is that you affecting your life personally? What is that? Just because, you know, they want to just live and be equal and be treated as equal, how's that gonna affect your personal life? If a woman has an abortion, how's that you, your life as a male or whatever, how's that gonna affect you personally? Does it? Mm-hmm. Does, like, I just feel like at the end of the day, like, it's more about the whole outside of your own comfort zone. And I feel like during this quarantine time, a lot of people didn't realize it as much that, like, hey, the simple aspect of, like, wearing a mask, and that's what, like, we all did while setting up for this recording and everything and I wanted to make sure that everybody was separate enough for doing that because we're used to being like huddled together and talking be mm-hmm. buddy buddy but you know even the small act of like not shaking hands or hugging people like I'm normally to. It's just those simple things that like hey you need to think of others mm-hmm. it's hard to do that and try not to be as for lack of a better term preachy when you look, work for a corporation that has to be especially in the media you have to be straight and narrow and you have to stay straight and narrow as best you can. You can lean your way to be your own personal but it's hard to do that because, you know, mm-hmm. in the inner... I want to be like a punk kid to break the system at the same time. I have to follow by the rules. I think...
2: I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like certain white circles and... Um, um, like older people that I know that, you know, if you... They're in my life, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go and blast them mm-hmm. with like screaming. But the way I think you can have some impact on those sort of very stuck feeling mm-hmm. systems where you feel like they're institutional, more powerful than you, corporate, like mm-hmm. you can't move them. You just they feel so insurmountable. Um, how I, I think you can start like nudging. Mm-hmm and if you can just like nudge a little bit like it's like a ripple effect mm-hmm. you know and like maybe like you have some conversations with some people you work with in that big corporate environment mm-hmm. and they're like not antagonistic
0: mm-hmm. and
2: like i'm writing you're a piece of shit kind of conversation right but like maybe they're just sort of like empathy about empathy building or like i don't know you know i I guess that's just kind of how I think about approaching those things because otherwise, it's just like you just feel like buried underneath it. It know? also
0: it's also very weird because like I'm in I've moved up the the ladder in a sense, but I'm also like ten years younger than everybody else.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: So like I'm I'm that punk millennial kid that they make fun of mm-hmm. because like I'm there, which is fine by me because I'm 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 the guy that gets super excited about simple things. I'm like, oh hey, I got a phone call. Someone says, hey, I really like your show. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's almost like a waiting game mm-hmm. for, for someone in my spot or someone who maybe is listening that can understand that, that like you have to kind of play that game in a sense. But like if you want to be the man and also take down the man, sometimes you got to have to just have to like, like you said, nudge your way into and like kind of, you know, take down the redwood with a spoon in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, what's some of the other plans outside of just, you know, kind of getting through everything that's going on that you have for Violent Bloom? You talked about a lot of more music. Is there something more on the way? Is there ideas of recording more? What's, what's stewing in the Violent Bloom camp right now? They're already going to record another album. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we are. (laughs) We're probably going to record in the fall. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We get done with one and we're like, next. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Any idea? Where, where were some of the other ones that you recorded from? You you spoke about Lake Bottom House. I think one of them was what from Ohio Recording Company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that's a really big one that a lot of people go to. I've heard I've heard uh you know, good and bad things, but I've heard things Brennan, from that place. Yeah, that's
1: Brennan Willis's place. He's really, really good. Mm-hmm. He has a great he has a great ear for mm-hmm. mixing. Yeah. He's a drummer. Yeah. And, and he he's, edits a, yeah, he's like a, a drummer. He's, he's a real fast good hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't he? It's yeah. like so fast. He's like, psh, psh, psh. I've never seen someone in a DAW edit that fast. Yeah. Looks oh, like, fun he's to like, watch. It's crazy looking. Yeah. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: he's like, psh, psh, psh. Nice. Anyway, maybe what's a, what's a, what's a personal goal of yours for this year? Even though, you know, we're just about six, we're almost seven months in. We're halfway through the year and it's just been, oof, for lack of a better term.
2: I mean, I guess like the album's a personal goal. That's one, right? That's one of our
3: goals. To what? To make an album. Um,
2: (laughs) That's your goal, Kate. John has no part of it. (laughs) I'm still hung up on
3: tightrope. I want people to hear that one.
0: I know. I do too. You guys, listen to tightrope. Go listen to tightrope. It's rad. Thank you. It's rad as shit. Because we also
3: worked on that for like two years.
2: Yeah. I really love that album. That's like the first thing we've made that I can say I really love it. Like, maybe in my whole life that I can say I love it. Because a lot of times I make something and I'm like over it. Get it away from me.
0: Are you kind of like a perfectionist in a sense? Yeah. Yeah, right. I feel it. No, I feel it too.
3: You needed the video for that one.
0: Yeah, she gave me just like kind of the dirtiest look. I got. No, a little I'm sorry. It wasn't meant to be. No, like I know. I know. I just, I'm not. Inside. It was. I, <laughs> I guess I it's more
2: it. of like a self hatred. No, look. I get it. I get it. Like, no. You caught her. That's yeah. what that face I, yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, she's like. Ugh, you caught oh, her. Shit. Yeah. I've yeah. been ousted. Yeah, like sometimes I get real shitty during recording. I have to just back away from like, mm-hmm. like I start. Get mad? I get over the yeah, shouldery with like me. Brennan, and I have to be like, okay. Just get a lot of this <laughs> he's business. like, stop touching my expensive <laughs> shit. <laughs> also, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> can you make this
1: sound more like an echo? Yeah, I know, and I don't <laughs> have
2: the language because I don't know the program. So I'm like, can you make it like creamier? Can you make this sound
1: like, you know how toast tastes?
0: <laughs> can you make it sound just Can you like- make sure this recording is creamier, Pat? Can, can, you got it? You got it? You got it. Talk- That's why I have people I like Pat. Toasty. You yeah. need uh, You can make it toastier, creamier, <laughs> moister, whatever.
2: Yeah, but like, man, sometimes I'm working with... I'll be working with like Brennan, for example, and I'll say something like that, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you mean like this?" and it's like, he does it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I just like, I creamy? just like,
0: so I always have hard time. So personal note, I have always have a hard time when someone like gives me like something like not like a new song, like unreleased or like a, like a scratch track or whatnot. They're like, "Tell me your thoughts on this," and I'm just like, Oh, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm not a musician myself, so I can't really <laughs> explain it, so I can only do it as, like, a listener's point of view. I'm like, hey. hey, this is, like, even though I have, like, the radio ear and I work in that industry and I'm just, like, people are, they think, like, I know more than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I am just playing music that's already there <laughs> and I just, like, I can't create it. That's why I want to do something like this because I want to get inside and you know, shake rattle, and a roll inside of the musician's head, and that's why it gets why, real weird this, in there. Yeah, I don't know weird. if you want to do that. Well, that's the whole point of this this <laughs> podcast, this this idea of just like, hey, we're in the Midwest. It's already like, kind of seen like to the outside world as an artistic black hole. And the opposite, we we are flourishing in the arts. And more people need to realize like what is here, and like kind of dive into and get into the the, the gray space of. Musician. That's why I really enjoy, and that's why I want to put this on and put people like you on. Thank you. Of course. Thanks.
2: Yeah, I think there's so many good musicians in the Rust Bell area, mm-hmm. and I think one of the biggest things they lack is attention, like just people paying attention, people paying like noticing them, hearing them. And when you do that, I mean, like, there's so many good bands that deserve that attention that I'm like that are like surprisingly like, like Forager from Cleveland. Mm. Um, Heavenly Creatures, which isn't a band anymore. Lady Cap's a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, Long? Some Lung Long. Uh, Long is so heard. Good, good. things about Long. Oh, shh, get them on here. Lung is just like. Where are they Cincinnati. from? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what other bands? There's a lot. There's Danny just a Darling. lot. Danny Darling's really good from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, Honey Monsoon. Honey Monsoon. Oh God, Honey Monsoon is so good. <laughs> So
0: That's a good name too.
2: Yes, it's a good band.
1: That, I, think, I think I think they. I don't know if they're still playing together, but mm. they were the best sonic match on a stage we've ever had. Oh, oh really? God. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just matched. Yeah. It was that never happens with us. Do you have a hard time
0: our... trying to like book shows outside the area, or even in the area, or do you just kind of like jump on wherever?
1: We we book pretty intentionally okay. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um. Because we are set up the way that we are. So and because we sound the way that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, our our band name sometimes people will think we're like a hardcore band or something. So they'll ask before they listen and that's how I know. It's like you didn't even listen. Like, <laughs> right. That's no.
0: You guys sound great. You yeah. would be great with you know Yeah,
1: Violent Bloom. They're like, We're corpse hunter, come. It's like, (laughs) I mean, I would play a show with you, but, you know, I don't think we are what you think we are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but yeah, Honey Monsoon was really great. And we actually played with them in Bowling Green at Grounds for Thought. Mm -hmm. It was a really good show with Trino Leaves. Mm
0: -hmm. Good old Trino Leaves. Great dudes.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, we do. We meet a lot of really impressive musicians all the time. And there's a lot of really good musicians in
2: Toledo. Mm -hmm. Five Pound Snap. I don't think they're a band anymore, but they're from... Detroit. Detroit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there were so many good bands that I had no idea existed before we started playing
0: shows around the region you know I've been like discovering more and more when I'm trying to like put together like for the radio version of this and just like of like past episodes with bite size you know clips from them and then like play an hour of people's music so I'm just like all right I need to search what's going on and sometimes people submit stuff, or sometimes I'm like hunting on band camp and like random stuff <laughs> like pop stuff or like oh who's in the area it's been harder as of late mm. because there's nothing going on and nobody's traveling through so I'm just like uh shit mm. um but it, it it helps that like it, it there's I'm just like discovering more and more people and then reaching out for like potential guests and like along the list goes on and on mm. for as much as I can so it's cool it's music's yeah. music's great yeah get long Get Lung. I, I need to. I've heard good things about Lung. So eventually I need to get it. I mean, we're slowly doing these episodes again within reason. Um, do, 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 you know, everything going on. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. I think that's something we should uh, get onto. Um, If we want to get in touch with Violent Bloom, how do we do so?
2: <laughs> Why is that like the hardest question we've ever been asked? <laughs> Why are you
0: opinion? throwing it's, us so curve it's so easy? I didn't know it was a curveball. like, so. hey, I'm interested in this. How do I do it? You can email
2: us at violentbloommusicgmail.com or you can send us an Instagram message what is our Instagram name? This is too hard. I don't I know believe, because I was... I, I think was,
0: it's Violent Blue. I, I, I believe it's, it, is, it is Violent Blue music. music.
2: Oh, good. I'm glad you have your phone
0: handy. Thank you.
2: <laughs> we don't know anything. Um. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Social media, Bandcamp, all that. Where yeah. are we?
2: Yeah. Just, um, we'll tag You can reach the, us on Facebook. On the
0: description of this episode.
2: You can, <laughs> our,
1: you can message our Facebook. We don't have the greatest response rating, though. I think we're at like 67%. <laughs> 67%. We're just so you have on a, Facebook. Facebook you would have much. a 66% chance that I'll respond to you. Yeah,
2: that's pretty good. That's two thirds. That it works. That's pretty good. It's not if bad odds. If you did
3: that in baseball, you'd be in the hall of fame. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. That's, you go. Go. that's that fair. Best
2: See, ever. so and don't you like the kind of like mis like the mystery like the, you know. Like maybe they'll answer, maybe they won't. That's kind of interesting. if that's
1: the vibe you want, that's the way you should contact us.
0: <laughs> if you're unsure if a band will see your stuff, go contact
2: us. No, them.
1: We'll, we'll we'll answer.
2: We'll answer. Come
0: It'll on. If better,
1: you want the Instagram thrill of anticipation, Yeah, Instagram us, we will mm. see
2: it and then or email us. We're we're just we're around. Or Bandcamp. Or if you see John out, just yeah. like talk to him. Yeah, talk to John. Go to my work Find John. House. <laughs> go to John's house. You're find so John. Don't, talk to him. Don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Look for a green fan. Plate numbers. No. <laughs> Kate's, uh, dox- Kate's just doxing you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stop oh. art Museum. See, there you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John John likes to hang out there. Yep.
0: It's so, nothing wrong with the museum. The museum's
2: great. It is great. <laughs> what was that? No, just no, 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 there's no face.
0: No, there's no face. No. Anyway, if you want to record uh, at a great location like this, uh, just hit up Underhill Recordings, and Mr. Pat Checker will take care of you. And, of course, check out his hardcore project, No Solace. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be putting out more music uh, later this year. And if you want to follow this podcast as much as you've been listening to it, thanks so much for doing so. Uh, Follow us on all the social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at PC um follow us and subscribe on uh apple Podcasts, spotify google play wherever you get your major podcast platforms please do so uh you know, subscribe invite your friends leave a review be really cool if you could um and uh anything else you all want to add
1: thanks for having us
0: of course thank you for coming by i am peapod and you are you and thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the on the radar podcast